Hi, this is Keith Nowakowski, author of Native Plants in the Home Landscape. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Clean beaches and They're not Robin and Marion. They're not even Robin and Batman. But they are a dynamic duo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. What does she mean by that? What, that you're Batman? I'm Batman. Batman. I'm Batman. Okay. I just have to say that. I say, you know, do, you, do you realize I say that every morning when I, in front of the mirror in the bathroom? I'm uh, Batman. Too uh, much information, Mike. Uh, <laughs> and if I were doing nude gardening day, I'd be out in the yard, au naturel, saying, I'm Batman. Uh, welcome to the show. Good morning. It's Saturday. It's a windy but a sunny Saturday. Yay. There we go. And it's Naked Gardening Day. And it's Naked Gardening Day, but that's not why we're here. Uh, although, it, I tell you what, if any, it na- isn't? any naked gardeners out there, give us a call at 847-475-1590. We want to know. Or what's... tweet us, but without photos. Thank you. Uh, or, well, you can use the uh, the, the bars the, to, to black out certain <laughs> parts of the photo. Feel free to do that. Uh, and that no... would be at Mike. No, don't give them the address. No, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to receive those. At uh, Mighty House, and it's the first of two days again on uh, this wonderful weekend. The Mike Novak Show now Saturdays ten to eleven a.m. CDT, and Sunday nine to eleven a.m. CDT. And we got a bunch of stuff tomorrow. I mean, we're going to be talking uh, about the uh, naturalist George Fell. We're going to be with you know with the. Uh, Arthur Pearson, who's written a, a new book, and you're nodding. See our our, our guest. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Arthur's Arthur's kind of uh, uh, a favorite in in uh, the biz, and uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Lake Calumet and the development going on down there. Mm-hmm. We're going to be. What else are we talking about? Um, bushel. Lacey's coming in for bushel and berry. Bushel and berry, which is uh, uh, blueberries and and raspberries you can grow in containers. Uh, and I have some, and actually one of them escaped, and it's in my, it's in a, I have it in a container, and it also escaped into the yard, and that's okay with me. And we're going to be giving some away tomorrow, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I knew we were doing a giveaway. We're going to give away some bushel and berry plants, so you can grow blueberries and raspberries in your own containers. Uh, and there's other stuff. I can't, do you, do you remember what else we got tomorrow? I have no idea. Um, Patriot Acres we'll be talking about. Oh, that's true, which is a proposed uh, composting site on a landfill in unincorporated Cook County, and it is quite, quite controversial. Uh, it's I, I don't even know what to say about that, but um, I have my strong opinions about it, uh, and they're not what I think everybody else is thinking. So I think we'll be chatting yeah. about that tomorrow. So tomorrow is actually a jam-packed show, and I and I hope you tune in 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 1590 WCGO Chicago's Smart Talk. So let's let's get this thing rolling because we got a lot of stuff to take care of today. And Peggy and I are pleased to say that one of our favorite sponsors is back on the Mike Novak Show. Can we have a ding for Natural Communities Native Plants? And they're partnering with Plant Chicago on a native plant sale featuring nearly 200 species native to the Chicago region. Proceeds from the sale will benefit Plant Chicago's education, farmer's market, and technology demonstration programming. The plant sale pickup is Saturday, May 20th. 
from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the plant, 1400 West 46th Street in Chicago. I'm just saying that because you're going to have to pick up those plants once you order them. The pre-order sale includes native flowers, grasses, sedges, ferns, shrubs, and trees. And if you want to guarantee your selection, you need to order by midnight, May 7th. That's tomorrow, which means they have about 36 hours to get that done. You can also show up on site on May 20th to see what's available, but we suggest you order now. And until May 31st, mention The Mike Novak Show and get 10% off any purchase. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. How do I love the Sugar Beet Co-op? Let me count the ways. <laughs> Fresh local and organic produce. A huge bulk section. High-quality dairy, eggs, and meat. Vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free foods. Wine, beer, cider, and spirits. Fresh local breads, rolls, and baked goods. And $5 off a $15 purchase just by saying, The Mike Novak Show. Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, just west of Oak Park Avenue, or at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. Here's, okay, pay attention. Here's the Logic Lawn Care Program for natural lawn care in 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Properly timed organic fertilization, non-toxic weed control, core aeration to stimulate growth, high-quality overseeding, integrated pest management, or IPM, proper watering and mowing techniques, boom, done. Pretty simple, huh? Logic also works with schools, park districts, and municipalities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas. Check them out. Go to logiclawncare.com or call 847-421-6500. 847-421-6500. When we come back, we are talking birds today. Happen to have a couple of great guests in the studio, so stick around. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. This is your talk. We're going to be here for a long time. Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Thank you, Elton John. Let's I'm playing my uh, Mac. Uh, oh, do you play that? Okay. <laughs> Let's burn down the mission. They can't uh, see me, so. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And hey, you birders out there. And I guess there's there's actually a lot of people in the country who who consider themselves birders. Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Uh, not that I not don't. Yet. Uh, what's that? Not yet. 
I know. Well, you know, I, I do pay attention to the birds in my yard because I got trees and I got native plants and I like to see what comes in. Unfortunately, I'm smack dab in the middle of Logan Square. I do not see a lot of exotic birds. I think I've seen in 17 years, almost 17 years, I've seen three hummingbirds, one woodpecker. Um, I love our cardinals. The cardinals are mm-hmm. great. They're very entertaining. Robins galore. And, of course... A gazillion sparrows. Uh, and grackles. And grackles. Well, see, I don't even know that. You could say grackle all day long. I have no idea what you're talking about. So that's Pigeons? What, uh, pi- I chased them away. Okay. I put a little little netting on this one area where they were uh, Although you could here. go over to Garfield Park and you would see grackles? a lot of... Uh, no, a lot of birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Garfield Park and Humboldt Park, mm-hmm. which is just down the road. Mm-hmm. From me, so uh, we're very pleased to have in the studio Louise Clemency, who's supervisor of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Chicago, Illinois field office. Yes, I'm using my cheat sheet on the big screen right in front of me. Um, and uh, Nina Baki, or sometimes known as Nina Baki, uh, who's community outreach coordinator for the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, and they're here to talk about a bunch of events coming up in the month of May. So, month of May is basically time. Um, Louise, when folks get out and they start to watch birds, right? Right, and actually that's why you have uh, Nina and I here with you today because all the really serious birders are impossible to get indoors on a May morning <laughs> like all right, this. Well, so while we're at it, Jeff uh, Scretney, who was Uh-oh. supposed to be on the show, uh, bailed on us because, oh, I have to go look at birds. It's like, there's something more important than radio? Give me a break. Uh, and we were going to bust him. We were going to try to locate him on... Um, his uh, cell phone, but he's not picking up, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, he's he's like probably totally immersed in it right now because... Uh, and today's a big day, too, because today's the spring bird count in mm-hmm. Illinois. And so there's birders out all over the state. La-dee-da, the spring bird count in Illinois. Come on. What does Counting that mean? birds and coming up with the list of all the species that they see today. And this is something that's been done for decades in the state. It's kind of like the Christmas bird count that's been done for over 100 years now. And all, all birders go out all around the country, look for what birds they can see. And this gives us a lot of information mm-hmm. about how our birds are doing over the years. I, see, that's the one I would do. The Christmas bird count sounds like fun. It's a good way to duck out from your relatives and do something productive. That's so true. And I feel like it's the easier of the two bird counts to do because there's not as many birds in the area. And they're not moving as fast. And just so you know, that's Nina. And the first woman who spoke was Louise. And Peggy uh, has been following birds. And and you brought in a stack of books, Mm -hmm. Peggy. What's that all about? So... My mother was an avid bird watcher. She was a life member of Audubon Society. I grew up tagging after her. I had my own binoculars, my own um, bird book. Uh, I've got all sorts of interesting stories about that. I was I had a note in grade school for being late because we were looking at a scarlet tanager. Sweet. And the school Bonus. accepted How dare it. You. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I found it kind of interesting because I do have her books. How there's a Roger Tory Peterson field guide to birds um, from the 50s. She dated everything, and this is dated 1955. Everything was black and white in it, and the photos weren't anywhere near. So you flash forward to 1975, it became a guide to field identification birds of North America. This was the Bible. Field Museum put out Chicagoland birds, where and when, checklist. In the 90s and 2000s, switched to the Sibley Guide to Birds, full color, gorgeous images, and now it's all on my phone. Yeah, it's amazing how many resources there are to learn birds now. It used to be really hard and a lot of work to study up and and digging through the books. And now there's a ton of websites and people and places you can go and apps on your phone. You were talking about eBird. What is eBird? Well, eBird is wonderful. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology. I was going to say a film critic, but uh, that's not (laughs) what we're talking about, right? But I'm bummed. Okay, wait. There you go. So Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and that's a great thing to Google if you're interested in learning about birds, but they Mm -hmm. have eBird, where birders who used to keep their lists of all the birds they'd seen and notebooks and Mm -hmm. tons of notebooks and paper stuffed in their pockets, now they just take their phone out with them and they can record the birds that they see. (laughs) You've got one, Peggy. 4806, Fox Sparrow, Female Grosbeak, Song Sparrow, (laughs) whatever. What's the date on that one, Peggy? Um, April 8th, 2006. Yeah. So that's mine. What? (laughs) Wow. That's mine. 
So, so you're, you're hanging on to those notes, too. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah. But now you put it on eBird. Yes. And so, and what's great, and so you can get your notes on eBird, and you can go back in time and look at what you saw, and you can graph them and all that kind of thing. But even better, you can share them with other people. You can share them with other people who might wonder, what's there to see in Humboldt Park today? What's yeah. there to see in Garfield Park today? Um, and you can also share them with scientists who mine that data when you have mm-hmm. thousands of people putting bird information down at eBird. It actually helps scientists think about what are our bird patterns and yeah. how are changes in temperature and phenology? What are they doing to our birds? This, A lot is, of info this is the there. way that technology is revolutionizing the way we do mm-hmm. these counts. And, and really, it's a shame we didn't have this technology 30, 40 years ago because we could actually quantify what's happened to our bird populations in that time. I mean, I, we've had the citizen scientists out there, but this is like so much more precise, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And it's so much greater and accessible. I think that's the big key. I, okay, it's, that's the... Uh, it's accessible yeah. mm-hmm. to everyone that can log on to the website and take a look at eBird and all the data that's there. Okay, so uh, tell us about uh, uh, Forest Preserves of Cook County and birds. The question I have is because our friend Jeff, who should have been here but is out in the wild someplace with binoculars or something. Bird watching. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, he, you know he's not on the radio, right? right. He's listening to birds. He's I know not he's not. That's why radio. I can That's get away can with that. But when he hears the podcast, he's going to turn bright red, okay? And that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're giving him a little uh, lesson in humility here. Uh, but he's at uh, Laba Woods, right? Probably, yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Which, for those of you who are not familiar with the Chicago area, is it's right off of Cicero and Foster. As a matter of fact... I drove through it to get here mm-hmm. today because I-94 goes right through, bisects it. It does. Which couldn't have been a, a real nice for the people back in the 50s when they were building that in the first place. They must have not been particularly happy about that. But, you know, it is what it is. But it makes me wonder, okay, here's this. This is pretty pretty much what you call smack dab in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. All right. And yet... People are out there bird watching. What is it about Labob Woods that makes it such a great place for, for, for birders? I would assume that the real action is going on at the lakefront, and yet there are people out there in these woods. Yeah, so there's there's different types of habitats in the county, right? And, yeah. and so Labob Woods just offers the resting spot for these birds that need food from the forest or need food from the the prairies or the the river. Um, so birds migrating through, they are just in tune to like where they can stop and eat and get fat to continue their journey north or maybe looking for mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. spot to nest and have babies. So Labau Woods is just one of those open spaces, one of the many open spaces in the forest preserves that birds can find those two things. So you're, you're saying basically that a bird's going to take advantage of whatever it can find. And it doesn't matter if it's prime real estate like Montrose Beach or just another open space like Labau Woods yeah. which, without development in it where they can have a, a little a modicum of peace for for a stopover. Yeah, well, and prime real estate, I think, in the bird's eyes, are plants that are native to this area that offer the food, that offer the supplies that they need to continue their journey. Yeah, and Labau Woods is getting better and better in that regard these days. There's a lot of volunteers that on the weekends, or if they're free during the week, are going out and they're planting native shrubs and plants mm-hmm. that that support all the little, we don't like to think about bugs, mm-hmm. but in the spring, those hungry birds coming up from South America, all the native shrubs that our wonderful volunteers at Laba are planting are filled with little caterpillars and other things that the birds all like to eat. So Laba is actually becoming a really excellent place for the birds to land. That's uh, Louise Clemency from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, office in Chicago. And uh, and Nina uh, Baki, I want to put you on the spot just a second uh, because uh, Louise mentions the native plants that are going in. And for decades, the, the Forest Preserve District had a reputation of being degraded in that basically what you could find was buckthorn and other invasives. Um, how how are we doing? How, you know, what's I, 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 this is kind of sucker punching you here, but what's the state of the forest preserves right now? 
we're doing great. For a while, um, a couple decades ago, there was a stop to any kind of restoration um, to let everything grow that was growing. Um, Mm -hmm. Nowadays in the forest preserves, one of our biggest efforts is restoration, restoring our prairies and our forests and our waterways back to what once was before settlement occurred here. So we are... Which will and we'll never get there. I mean, we we need to understand that right. that's never going to happen. We do have goals, though. Yeah. So, like the next twenty years, our goal is to restore thirty thousand acres of the forest preserves um, that we have, so we can create these healthy habitats for animals like the birds that rely so much on us. Look, you can find three hundred species of birds throughout Cook County forest preserves, wow. which is an amazing number of birds. Is, is that greater than, say, you, you would find in Denver or Atlanta simply because of the confluence of the different ecosystems that we have in Chicago? You don't know. It helps a lot. I, yeah, I don't know the number. Um, our birds are, I will say, our warblers are a lot more colorful than the ones that they have. <laughs> and they sing better, too. Our birds are better. <laughs> And, and Mike, you were talking about could you see exotic birds in your neighborhood? And Labatt yeah. isn't too far away. And it's not. That's 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 the thing. It's why why I'm always so yeah. disappointed in my own backyard. And they might be there. The secret is knowing how and when to find them. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this May twentieth event, is it's right when the birds are coming in, and we want to invite a lot of people to come to Labatt on Saturday morning on May twentieth, and we're going to be helping show them some of the secrets of how you see these birds. Because every spring, these amazing exotic birds, they're they are in my residential neighborhood. I used to live in Lincoln Square. The trees would be full of warblers sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's doing how to listen for them yeah. and how to find them and when. Well, Peggy, Peggy taught me something about that uh, just this year. Um, or it was back in, like, March. Uh, and she said something about, uh, oh, I heard the call of blah, blah. I think it was the a cardinal. Card, the cardinal mm-hmm. call. The cardinal call changed uh, from the winter call to the spring call. And I went, huh? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? And uh, and I guess those are the things you have to experience with a, a trained uh, birder yeah. uh, to, to learn. Well, do you know the most popular bird, I feel, is the LBB, the little brown bird? In the birding community, because sometimes they all look mm-hmm. the same because they're all little and brown, right? Yeah. So it's. A, so <laughs> I saw a bird. What was it? I don't know, but it was little uh, and brown. Yeah. Brown, yeah. <laughs> so when you say. It was in a tree. Right. So when someone says, I have sparrows <laughs> in my yard, well, maybe with the right tools, we can identify multiple mm-hmm. types of yeah, species in there. Because there's patterns to it. And that's one of the cool things, actually, on the books. And going back to the technology, a lot of them will can now guide you through the size what's the striping what's the coloring what's the this what's the that and to help people not just identify it but then learn patterns so that this is a sparrow this is a junco this is a warbler yeah and you know who's really good at learning that too is kids i hand my mm. smartphone with ah. some of my birding apps yeah there's merlin there's um ibird from the cornell lab there's mm-hmm. a lot of birding apps where you can go on and and you can tell them I'm in the city, and it's May, and I see a little brown bird on the ground, and I'll say, does it have does it have a spot on the stomach or stripes? And you add that in, and then it asks you another question, and it pops a big picture and says, is it, the, is it this one? And you can even hit something if it's calling. You hit a button and say, is this the song that it's playing? So um, it's a lot of fun, and the kids are great with it. Well, I want to get into uh, International Migratory Bird Day, which is coming up. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do that after the break. we got about like a minute here. So before we go there, Louise, I want you to give me a little bit of an idea of what the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Chicago office uh, does to facilitate all of this. It's not just birds, right? It's not just birds. So we work with endangered species, too, and people don't realize, but because of things like the Cook County Forest Preserves and other natural areas, we have endangered species right here in Chicago in our forest preserves. And we also work on habitat Name restoration, oil one. species, um, the eastern prairie fringed orchid. Oh, of course. I was see now. I was thinking animal species, and you went right to plant. Right. Good for well, you. and then we've got piping plovers, <laughs> which is an endangered shorebird that nests mm-hmm. north of us. That was my nickname in high school, by the way. And I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> and we have an endangered dragonfly that lives in our outer suburbs. Really. Too. It's the only da- dragonfly on the endangered species list, and it lives right here in our suburbs. I'll be darned. Well, I don't know if that's something to be proud of or, or not. That is endangered, but if it's in our but summer. that we're still that that it still hangs on mm-hmm. here is definitely something Excellent. to be proud of. Excellent. Okay. Well, listen, we will we will get back and we will talk uh, about International Migratory Bird Day with Louise Clemency and Nina Baki. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about Pink, which is not my 
favorite color in the garden, which is probably why I have so many pink plants there. They just they <laughs> they show up to taunt me. They're laughing at yeah, you. They are. Uh, however, if you like pink and you like native plants, and, and have you noticed a theme here? We've we've been talking a lot about native plants today, and that's the idea. Get folks down that road. Um, the May-June issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine has a great plant for you. Philopendula rubra, or anybody in the room? Queen of the Prairie? Ah, uh, Mon- yes, I read that article. I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> and you immediately <laughs> forgot it. Uh, Monica Buckley of Red Stem Native Landscapes, who's going to be on this very program in a few weeks, is quoted in the story about the queen's cotton candy-like fluffy plumes, its subtly sweet fragrance, and the fact that deer leave it alone. You might want to plant some of that. Yeah, there you go. Then there's my column on the inside back page of oh, every dear. issue. It's like cotton candy, too. Sticky and not very healthy. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines on newsstands everywhere, or go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. And speaking of phone numbers, if you want to talk birds, 847-475-1590. It's the Mike No. Show with Peggy Malecki. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wharf. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Sound red alert. Shields up. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe? Author of my favorite children's stories. Captain, I am attempting to access a copy of the masterpiece. Hmm, it seems to be available online at AroundTheBlockPress.com. 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 Yes, Mr. Watt. Yes, Captain. AroundTheBlockPress.com. How many times can I say it? DNR Services Unlimited has been serving the north and northwest suburbs since 1992. They can take care of those little problems that never get done. They perform complete bathroom, basement, and kitchen remodels. And if you're looking for a complete home makeover, they can handle that too. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. That's RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. This is Mike Novak, tree keeper number 417. Registration is now open for Openland's Tree Keeper Summer Course. Tree Keepers are a network of trained volunteers who take an active role in caring for trees around the Chicago area. The eight-day certification course will be held in Oak Park at the Austin Gardens Environmental Learning Center on Tuesday and Thursday evenings beginning June 1st. To learn more and to register, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. This is Sports Director Kevin Burgess. Make sure you catch my sports report every day from 5 to 7 p.m. on French and Friends, sponsored by 1090 Brewing. I am the morning DJ at Playing all the hits The bird hits. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show. You know, speaking of songs that you drag out of the 70s, that's, <laughs> that's one of them, uh, Harry Chapin. Uh, Peggy Malecki is here with me, and we have our bird experts in the studio, Louise Clemency from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and Nina Baki from Forest Preserve District of Cook County. And we have a phone call. Let's go to Chris in Palatine. Good morning. You're on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Yes, good morning. Um, I happen to uh, live directly across the street from Deer Grove West. and uh, Chris, you, know, you used to call me at the other station, right? I absolutely did. Hey, it's good to hear he from you. Gl- yeah, I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I know you've been up in this area a couple of times, but I don't know if you've, if you've ventured into our great forest preserves that we have up here. Um, you know, Deer Grove East, you know, had, had a major restoration and uh, now, you know, has a number of birds. In fact, they have a pair. They actually have three visiting cranes that wow, have been there nice. for the last two or three Yay. years. 
and uh, you know Deer Grove West is un- <clears throat> undergoing a massive uh, you know restoration, and it looks fantastic. And, and of course, when we talked about it, which was at least two years ago, probably more like three years ago, Chris. Um, it was a very controversial restoration, and a lot of people were saying, they're going to cut down all our trees. And this is what happens all the time when you do these restorations, because the invasives get cut, and there are people out there who don't care. All they care about is green, uh, and, and yeah, sure, trees are, are, are sequestering uh, carbon dioxide, any kind of tree, but they're not necessarily good for the ecosystem they're in. And I remember you, uh, and, and you should know, uh, Nina, that uh, Chris is a terrific advocate for those forest preserves out there. And um, and I remember we, we, we went back and forth on that, and we talked about it on, on the air, about how difficult it is sometimes to get the restoration done because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of blowback from folks who just don't understand how that works. And actually now you can see the forest without some of the invasive trees, invasive species. So. Isn't that something? Yeah. And they do they do marvelous work up there. They have a group of volunteers who, you know, every other week are in there. And uh, as they pointed out, they said over 20 years they've been able to clear 50 acres. And uh, meanwhile, the Forest Reserve with this is clearing like, a, you know, several hundred acres or, or maybe more, maybe a thousand acres or something. Uh, over over a three year project, but also you talking about uh, are you are you familiar either anyone there familiar with the Good Husband Forest Preserve in Barrington? No, no, we're all shaking our heads here. We need uh, Nina's mic. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say it is a um, it is actually a pra- it is I think it's considered to be an original prairie, and so you want to see an exi- you know with the leftover from original prairie, and it and it also faces down to Baker's Lake. In Barrington, okay. which you know has they've set up an island mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of it for osprey. I think I remember reading about this. That the was also rookery. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And didn't so, they drag in a bunch of Christmas trees or something at one point? Well, they have now, now. They have yeah. They have that. They did that originally. Now they have steel structures. Nina, you're looking at me like that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> no, no. But uh, they may have. I'm not sure. But now they, like Chris said, have structured permanent structures out yeah. there for the oh, well, well, parents yeah. and egrets. They, okay. And Baker's Lake is a neat place too. This is the time of year when white pelicans are coming yeah, through, cool. and there's only a couple weeks a year that you can see white pelicans in Chicago, and yeah. it might be right now. And you know, I just got um, Crabtree Nature Center, one of our nature centers in the forest preserves, That's are out birding. To Today in Barrington, and they spotted the white pelican. So they're very excited. This is the second year that they've come back to that location. Well, Chris, you know what? At some point, what I would like to do is come out your way and have you give me your own guided tour. Uh, uh, you're laughing, but you you probably know a lot about that uh, area. So, well, it just as I said, it, it is just fa- it is really it's a fabulous resource, and um, it is very well used, by the way, which is I think uh, people should understand both Deer Grove East and Deer Grove West. Yeah. I mean, they're they're totally different forest preserves. And I'm so glad that you're listening that you you track me down to uh, the new station and uh, tell you tell your friends. Okay, we need all the listeners we can get. And well, it's true, but I, I do miss the two hour show. Well, it's on Sunday again. Did you know that? Yes, I think I heard that. Yeah, we st- we started last week, so tomorrow we'll be back on the air for two hours from 9 a.m. to 11. So get your cup of coffee on Sunday morning and uh, tune in tune to in. Uh, 1590 WCGO. All righty. Great will do. And uh, as I said, hopefully the Cook County can, uh, Forest Preserve can keep up the good work and try to get rid of all of that uh, damned uh, <laughs> buckthorn. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Chris, good. for your support. That's amazing. Uh, thanks for calling, Chris. Have a good one. You uh, Another satisfied customer. Yeah, See, you I guys, love it. <laughs> you guys are doing great work, which Thank is you. good to hear. So uh, the Migratory Bird Day, which is the 20th of yes, May. from what, 9 to 11.30. What's that all about? 9 to 11.30. We um, are hosting this event um, to celebrate the birds, but also we we would love to invite any new birder, any expert birder out and just expose people to the forest preserves and to the the hobby of birding. Mm-hmm. So we have tons of family activities. Um, we'll have some biologists on site who's actually going to put up a net and they're going to be um, hopefully capturing some of our migrant birds and banning them and people can get cl- up close and personal and not, watch not these birds. Banning, as banding, banding, banding them. Yes, yep. yes. But does that hurt the birds at all? It doesn't. No, we um the biologists are trained, they're licensed and 
um, it may cause some minimal stress for the birds, but it's very it's done very quickly and easily, and people, the handlers know what they're doing, and the birds are on their way before they can even think much we, about it. We have your website up on mine. If you go to MikeNovak.net and check out this week's show, uh, it'll take. there's a link that'll take you to fpdcc.com slash recreation slash birding, uh, and... One thing on there is something called the Big Sit. Yeah, What's that? The Big Sit, it's um, a, another unique way to go birding. And we, all of our nature centers, six nature centers are offering Big Sits. Two are happening today. Basically, you, you create a seven-foot circle, and you sit in that circle, and you bird from that circle and only from that circle. Um, so you can sit down in chairs in this big circle, and you just see all the birds it's um, it's birding he, for lazy people, is this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's cumbird ya. <yeah. laughs> it is a great way. Um, yes, if you have accessibility uh, challenges, mm-hmm. you can um, find your way and just sit down. And it's interesting, and it's though, to educational, see. too, of what goes by. Yes, and it also it, it makes you stop and realize that you don't always have to be on the move to see something. Mm-hmm. It, it pays to just sit down and quietly watch and observe and listen um, to the birds. So already at one of our nature centers, 41 species were spotted this morning so far, um, which is a good number. Are are you getting reports in even as we speak right here? Uh, I got reports before I came in today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, wait, is there a call from Jeff? Uh, No. (laughs) No, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make that dude give me a tour of Labah. Oh, All right. oh that, that is sounds, a great idea. That he amazing. would give a fabulous tour. And, and I will we, have the microphone on, and I will record him. And for, for we'll posterity. We'll be Facebook Live can it. You May, got, we'll Facebook Live yeah. it, yeah. You sh- yeah. Can you come out on the 20th and air live? Show. And you can air live from Labawa. That's oh, right. I see what you mean. Is it a mobile <laughs> radio show? Uh, yeah, that's a little, that's a <laughs> well, little we'll tricky. We'll have to talk about we, that. We have the technology for it. It's uh, It might be uh, And tricky. then you'd get to see the, all these exotic birds you were wishing you could uh, I know. I I do want to see them, and uh, they'll probably be scared by all the broadcast equipment anyway. Yeah. You know? nah. nah, no, they're they're pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah. So we were talking out in the lobby before the show about a day like this, where it's blustery. You know, it's sunny. That's good, right. but it's cold. It's blustery. Uh, had you done this a few days ago, I nearly got blown off my back porch in the middle of a rainstorm. Um, the other day, that's not obviously not a good day to, to be birding. I was telling Peggy and you guys about going out to uh, Lake Calumet a couple of years ago on Earth Day, and we didn't see anything because it was blow. It was like forty degree gusts, and the birds hunker down, don't they? Yeah, the wind is hard. It's hard to see, and it's really hard to hear the birds when it's windy. But what you wait for is that moment when the wind the wind comes down and the sun comes out. And then all the birds pop out, and you realize they were there all along, and they're singing. <laughs> and we live for those moments, it's bait, birders. bait and switch is what that is, okay? <laughs> all right. But, uh, but the point you made is you still record that information because that's all part of the process, too. Explain right. that. Right. Well, and it's it's uh, and when we record bird data, we also always record the weather, the you know, is it raining? What what kind of wind do we have? Because that helps us put into context the information mm-hmm. that we get later. And counts like today are really important in terms of not just year to year changes, but really the big trends that you see over decades. Well, Louise Clemency and Nina Baki, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming into the studio. Um, th- yeah, this thanks is, for having us. Yeah, this is basically Peggy's idea, so I got to give her Aww. all the credit for that because she's the birder here. Or the bird brain. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, not that at all. Um, and uh, folks want more information, they can go to my website, MikeNovak.net. Look at this week's show. We've got all these links mm-hmm. about this. Um, uh, Louise, is there a link that you would prefer for the uh, Fish and Wildlife? You know, the best way to find our local office is just to Google FWS Chicago, and we'll pop up. And, of course, uh, the forest preserves are or is fpdcc.com and we have a whole page dedicated to birds as in forest preserve district, district of cook, cook county, county. You got so, it. and uh thank you so much it's it's been great having you in here and so do you are you going straight out to bird right now absolutely absolutely right <laughs> okay good here's why you should be going to the sugar beet co-op we've told you some of the reasons 
Here you go. Fresh and local organic produce, huge bulk selection, high-quality dairy, eggs, and meat, vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free foods, wine, beer, cider, and spirits, fresh local breads, rolls, and baked goods, and... Last but not least, $5 off a $15 purchase just by saying The Mike Novak Show. Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, just west of Oak Park Avenue, or at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. And speaking of keeping things safe for the birds, it might seem like an oxymoron, but a lawn can be beautiful and sustainable, especially if you hire Logic Lawn Care to take care of your turf. Logic's an Evanston-based company that uses a holistic approach to lawn care, meaning it's not just about putting down products, it's about process. Logic also works with schools, park districts, and municipalities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas. Get a free estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. Real quickly, the Wildflower Preservation and Propagation Committee is having its annual native plant sale tomorrow, May 7th, at McHenry County College, 8900 West U.S. Highway 14, rather, Crystal Lake, Illinois, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Uh, you can find out more by going to www.thewppc.org. Lots of organic heirloom garden vegetables and herbs from all over the place. Cash or check only. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Meteorologist Rick DeMaio is next. One of Evanston's best parties of the year is just around the corner, the 2017 Evanston Green Ball. It supports the Evanston Ecology Center and features great local food and beverages, live music, and an environmental art show. The Green Ball is on Saturday, May 20th from 7 to 10.30 p.m. at the Levy Center, 300 Dodge Avenue in Evanston. Go to evanstonenvironment.org for more information and to buy your tickets. See you at the Green Ball. Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA, creates a direct relationship between you and a local farmer who grows your food. You support a farmer financially up front, and your farmer provides you with local, sustainably raised food during the growing season. This could be a weekly box of vegetables, a monthly share of meat or eggs, and there are many other options. To find your farmer and the CSA that works best for you, go to bandoffarmers.org. Sign up for your CSA today. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. Chicagoans use your blue carts to recycle. Bottles, flattened boxes, jugs with the lids on, tin and aluminum cans, juice cartons, and mail. No plastic bags, including store bags, no greasy pizza boxes, styrofoam, disposable coffee cups, light bulbs, napkins, electronics, or shredded paper. Put your items loose in the blue cart and not in a plastic bag. Visit RecycleByCity.com Chicago and let's make Chicago beautiful and green. What is this, anyhow? This is your talk. This is America, Jack. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. mind us we're just doing photo ops here did that one turn out halfway decent yeah <laughs> that good huh well should we do one more none of us are completely blocked no we're okay uh, none of us are completely blocked that's those are our criteria By this microphone yeah those are the criteria for photos now on the mike monarch novak show butterflies. monarch butterflies we are talking monarchs uh we got a book on monarchs that is going to be later and we've got it all Kylie covered Baumley i'm telling you yeah so okay. yep. we're going to be doing that and can i give one quick shout out here? sure um, speaking of migratory bird counts, Rebecca Girl, this one's for you. Um, Park District of Highland Park's 10th annual Lakefront Migratory Bird Service, May 20th. They're still looking for volunteers. Call Liz at 847-571-7740. 847-571-7740. So that's all part of World 
bird migratory day. Day, month, yeah. Month, year. It's the bird count that the park district then reports in. Okay. Every year. Let us go to the phone line and bring in meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Mr. DeMaio, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, Mike and Peg. And for a minute there, Peg, I thought your second announcement was going to be Rick DeMaio, Rick DeMaio, please report to the principal's office. Rick DeMaio, Rick DeMaio, principal's office. And what did you do? You feeling guilty, Rick? <laughs> that's, that's usually when you put your head down and everybody everybody in the fifth grade class goes, ooh. And I want to know how many times that happened to you, dude. DeMaio, DeMaio. <laughs> I, I tried not. To, I tried not to be there at the at the um, not not at, not at the scene of the crime, but the um, but the discovery of the crime. How about that? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I have to say, Mike, um, your show is one of few in the Chicagoland area that has people on that talk about things like migratory birds and have people call in that talk about forest preserves and how they've been restored and why they've been restored. So again. Um, I applaud your efforts on that. That's a really, really great service that I think you're providing the people of Chicago, the North Shore, the South Shore, the Western suburbs, and anybody else who's listening on the internet. So well, good job. well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And and yeah. I, I'll be honest, I am aware that nobody else is covering this, so somebody's got to do it. And uh, Peggy and I are, are happy to do that. And and it's also why we're uh, happy to have you on the show uh, always because oh. you're Mr. Voice of Reason. Uh, especially well, when, when it comes to climate I, matters. And I appreciate that. But, you know, there's being kind of halfway in the news business and halfway out, there's so much junk on the news that stuff like this could easily be reco- uh, covered by a reporter on a Saturday afternoon instead of doing, you know, some, oh, yeah, there was this blah, 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 you know, you know minor leak, you know, uh, story on the southwest side or something like that. This is important stuff. And also what's important um, I don't know if you've talked about this, but um, uh, the number of farmers markets that are beginning to pop up now that we're into what should be the warmer part of the year, right? Early May. Wow. And yeah, th- and today's that- the opening day for a few of them, I was reading. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The one in Evanston just opened up today. Uh, well, at least there's sunshine. Uh, not, not much. You know, it's, I, I got to tell you, Rick, uh, my favorite quote of the week was Kathleen, who, who said to me several times, I want March to be over. <laughs> we 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 had March in February. <laughs> I know, and now we're having, and then, and then we yeah, then we had April and March, and now we're having April and May. It's been crazy. And oh. your previous guest talking about you know trying to get out there and and you know uh, watch birds, as Peg would re- refer to as birding. Um, it is windy and it is cold, um, and it's been this way now for what it seems like eight of the last nine days. Too long. And then when we talk about climate change. Um, and its impact on migratory birds, it, it, it's almost like the, the birds are up against two things. It's not so much the changing climate, but it's the changing land use. Um, so when you have areas that are no longer, you know, adaptable for the birds, you know, birds migrate, you know, for two reasons. They survive um, and they basically reproduce. And if, and if they're, they're constantly having to go different places to do one or two of those things, um, that's difficult for them. But it's interesting to note. Um, that there have been recent studies done, and some of them from uh, some of my students at Loyola at the Institute of Environmental Sustainability, um, they've looked at reports, particularly here in Illinois, and it's almost 50-50. Some species of birds will actually migrate northward, and some species of birds will migrate southward. So it's not everything is is north because it's warming, uh, but it's where the birds um, feel obviously either more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, or the environment becomes more suitable, whether dryness or, or wetness or it's, you know, the time when the trees are budding out. Um, and so it, it, it's, not, it's not always an if-then-else. Um, in other words, it's not an easy way of thinking about it. It's kind of complicated. But I think in a, in a state like Illinois where you have the Chicagoland area gobbling up so much land at, at record rates now, mm-hmm. um, I see a lot of building going on in some of the suburbs, and it's literally just taking down trees and putting up, you know, gas stations. It's the land use. I think it really has a big, big impact on the, on the, on the bird population, their ability to, to adapt. You know, and it's interesting, we are tomorrow talking to Arthur Melville Pearson, who wrote uh, a biography of uh, George Fell. It's called Force of Nature. And mm-hmm. uh, this is the, uh, a guy who was a conservationist. And back in, you know, 1950, and even before that, 
uh, in the 40s and 30s, he looked around and said, all this land is disappearing. Are, are we going to be able to save it? And he helped fa- found the uh, uh, the, land, the, the, the nature conservancy. The nature conservancy, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, so people have been doing this for seventy years. And, right, and right. You're, so you're not the only one. But I want to get quickly to the maps you sent us yeah. because yeah, you, yeah, sure. you sent me four temperature maps. Three right. of three of them have like big have a lot of blue on them. Blue on them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it's like for the for the next month, it looks like yeah. we're we're in the the freezer, and then the one that's yeah. for May, June, and July actually shows some warmth coming in. So yeah. what's the story? Yeah, I was actually yeah I was actually with my friend John Davis last night. Uh, we were out celebrating birthdays, and he's 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 the guy who, who does a lot of long-range climate uh, forecasting for energy and stuff like that. Now, I'll get to the quick here, but he thinks we're going to have, you know, above-normal temperatures for the, for the summer. But the pattern at right now is basically kind of like the, the alternate of the pattern that we had in, um, in the winter. So from a long-wave standpoint, we look at the entire globe, all, the only thing that would happen was the ridge moved west and the trough kind of migrated over the Midwest. You know, temperatures in parts of California were in the 90s or in the 80s in Seattle, 80s in British Columbia. Um, he thinks all that most likely is going to get shoved back northward. But we had a very interesting conversation about how during the El Nino year, um, California was, was relatively dry. And then during the non-El Nino year, they were relatively wet. So we were kind of going back and forth and whether or not some of these long-term indices that we generally tend to predict three to four months out, are, are still valid, or are they changing in a changing climate? And he brought up some really interesting, um, really interesting things. John and I came from the same school of reason, from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where the teachers told us, always be skeptical. Never, never just rely on what you've learned and just keep doing that. It doesn't mean you deny stuff, but if you remain skeptical, then you'll answer, ask good questions, and hopefully you'll come up with good answers. But, yeah, uh-huh. cool conditions for this week and cool conditions for the rest of the month. Wow. So those yeah. folks who put their tomatoes out like a, three weeks ago, you're, <laughs> you're in a world of hurt. You're buying new tomatoes yeah. right now, yeah. I think. No, no, no frost or freeze, but um, but it, it has been chilly. I mean, we've had temperatures easily 10 to, 10 to 15 degrees below average. Uh, and the lake, the lake is only at 42. And a day like today, you're walking outside. It's, it's cold because it's windy. Um, wow. Nice nice tomorrow, though. Uh, but we'll get back into some cooler weather for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Next week, we talk again. We'll probably have the exact same weather temperatures in the 40s with the wind off the lake. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay, good. Talk to you then, guys. All right. Take care. Thanks, Rick. I want to thank everybody on the show today. Louise Clemency from U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Nina Baki from Forest Preserve District of Cook County. Jeff Scretney for not showing up. Oh, that was, oh, that snap. Uh, And, of course, meteorologist Rick DeMille. Join us tomorrow, 9 to 11 a.m., two full hours of the Mike Novak Show. Until then, go green or go home. Stadler? Oh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. (laughs) 